Just some guys. Just some guys. Just some guys. Just some guys. What is happening right now? Is it is this real? Is this real? Is this real right now? It's happening right now. Only three short years later. It's crazy that it's been three years. Yeah. It's uh hi. Because our last Hi three or four people that might listen to this. Uh, in the next 20 years. I keep thinking that the last one we did, we were still living together, but we did a couple when uh, we were not living together. Yeah, we did like two or three. Yeah. This is uh, episode one, re- the renewed version of the Just Some Guys podcast, everyone. Hello. Hi. I'm Matt. I'm Brody. We're back. Do you remember us? <laughs> yeah. It's uh, It's been a long time. Yeah. A lot has changed. Yeah, we, uh, like you said, it's been almost three years, and that's crazy to me. Yeah, well, I don't think we ever, we ever wanted to stop the podcast. Just life got kind of, life got away from the both of us, and it just stopped being a priority. Yeah, yep. Yeah, it was, uh, at the time we stopped, I was living with my parents. Uh, kind of hard to do a podcast when you live with your parents. Uh, just because of, you know, the time that we would usually have to, you know, I'd be trying to make a podcast at midnight with you because that's usually when we are online together. Well, it could be and my arguably parents are trying to sleep. Their e- their house is so small. I mean, it could be arguably even harder for you now. <laughs> yeah, that's you've, true. You've done well. I guess your life hasn't changed that much. I mean, you're still with the same girl, except you're married now. Yeah, I'm a married man. I'm a married man. Number two. Yeah, and you got a couple of stepkids, and yep, and you're yeah, like a great. S- straight up dad now. I'm a legit dad. I'm a legit like dad stepdad, and uh, yeah. And my life so, is literally no different, except I live in Ohio now. And you got a, oh no, no, you were working for. Yep, same job, same, same life. Job. Yep, Matt. Uh, but don't don't let that fool you. Matt bounced around to about 19 different jobs this year. Yeah, I went through a <laughs> a period of time where I was considering trying a couple of new things, and uh, they weren't bad. I'll and, tell you uh, what, you gave them you gave them a go, and uh, I actually I, you, I, I really ju- liked the uh, first one that you changed to. Well, I just did my taxes and learned that I made like five grand la- more last year than I did the, before, and I had like six different jobs. I was going to say, that really surprised me when you said that, because I thought for sure with all the bouncing around you did, you might have made less. Well, three of the jobs that I had were total trash. I, I made like two grand between all of them. But then right, I worked for ADT, the, the alarm company, for a while, for probably three or four months. And I actually made quite a bit of money with them. It just was so infrequent. And, right. And... Uh, I'm just, that was all commission-based, right? Yeah, it was fully commissioned. And, uh, you know, I didn't hate it. it a, sa- a sales job, it was like, uh, it was very strange. It was, I felt like the highs were very, very high, but the lows were very, very low. Right. 
there was uh, there was no middle ground. It was, you know, there there would be days where I'd make a couple of sales, and I I thought that you know this is it. I'm going to be a salesman the rest of my life. I'm killing it, you know. And then you know I'd go through like a two a two or three week drought where I wouldn't get nothing or I'd only get a few sales, and I you know. I felt like the world was ending and that I made a giant mistake leaving, leaving my last right. job. And, uh, the highs and lows were just too much for me, man. I was, I, I, maybe if I stuck to it a little longer, I could have become more consistent, but I just felt like I, it kind of, it wasn't me. I wasn't, I, I, I wasn't, I couldn't be my genuine self while I was selling stuff. I felt like a liar, like a weird, like predator, and I just felt fake. It. I just felt fake like that all the feeling. time. Yeah, that feeling of being, yeah. Yeah, having to go to someone's place, like their house, and uh, be like, hey, uh, uh, I like you. I like the way your house looks in here, and I like your decor, blah, blah, blah. We need to save you from uh, from people stealing this kind of stuff. Yeah, and not, not, not to mention the endless rejection. I mean, yeah, out of... Yeah, that would be rough. Out of the you know, 50 something people I would talk to every day, I might get one or two people to actually listen to me. (laughs) So it was, uh, yeah, that was, that was a big challenge too. It's crazy to me that you would talk to that many people a day. Yeah. It it was, uh, pretty relentless. It was, it was relentless, but if I, I looking at my W2 right now and just from that job that I worked for three or four months, I made 11 grand. Right. That's not bad for three months. That's not bad. That's not bad. I left there, tried a different job that I worked for, like, another sales job for, like, two weeks. Or, no, like, one week. And it was so much worse that I didn't even want to, like, didn't even want to make an effort at that job. So I just left, and then I was a security guard for a while, and then I got my old job back. And, uh... I've been back there for about four months now. But, you know, I just realized that I also pulled out my retirement last year. And that that was like nine grand after taxes. So that might be a lot of where my income came from last year. Oh, okay. So I bet that's what that was. I wasn't killing it last year. I just took out my my retirement. Right. Which uh, might not have been a great idea. But, you know, it was a lot of money for just working three years. So, uh yeah, that's pretty good for a uh, three year. Three more years at this job, and I'll I'll be right back where I was. And I'm still young, so I I feel like it wasn't that bad a decision. And it, it got me ahead on my bills quite a bit. And uh, right, and yeah, so it was you know even though it was a crazy roller coaster of a year, I don't think I would change anything. It was a good journey. I feel like it taught me a lot about myself, and it helped me uh, appreciate. You know, like, uh, appreciate the stuff I had and the stuff I was doing. You know, I complained about it so much, but really it's like, it wasn't that bad. And, you know, it's, it's, it's really all about perspective. You know, I feel like every now and then you need to kind of step back and kind of, you know, just remember, you know, like you don't have to have what you have and it could be taken away from you. And then you'd. And then you'd appre- and then you know, and then you'd learn to appreciate what you had, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think like, I was like you uh, said, it's really lucky. Well, you to be do able the same. You back. do the same thing for so long that uh, you start to forget that stuff. You forget to you start to forget how good it really is, and 
Because it gets so mundane and monotonous, and it's just like, yeah. But every job has, has its thing. Yeah, of course. Everybody, everybody has that happen to them. But yeah, man, a lot has happened in the last three years. Besides you getting married and me moving to Ohio, there's this little this little weird thing called like something. What was it called? COVID? Something like that? Something? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Like something yeah, like that, that happened. Some crazy in weird those, thing happened time. where the entire world lost their mind for two years, and That's uh, crazy. A couple, that... couple million people died. <laughs> I feel like that's the main reason why it feels it does it feels like we haven't done this podcast in 14 years and that that's why because those two years to me felt like 10 years yeah dude that one the first year that year is like might as well be erased from my memory I don't even remember that year it was right it was such a weird blur I was I was furloughed for like a month and for that month, I did literally nothing except for walk around every now and then and play video games and try to get Twitch famous. <laughs> and can you right. believe it? That didn't work out either. Podcasts <laughs> don't work. Twitch don't don't work. What yeah, the fuck? What are we supposed to do? I don't know, man. Maybe we should just get into porn. Uh, uh, you know, maybe like four years ago for me, that would have been okay. Yeah, you don't think you don't think Britney'd be cool with that? I don't think so. Hmm. What a lame-o. I'm going to go on, on record and say no. But, you know, what, <laughs> I, you could. I could, yeah. Maybe I'll start an OnlyFans. Hey, that's a new thing, too. OnlyFans wasn't a thing, I don't think, the last time we made a podcast. I don't think so. Yeah. TikTok? I'm on TikTok now. Well, I have an account. I haven't made any TikToks because <laughs> I'm not 14. But... You know, we have a guy that we used to work with that is uh, on TikTok and has a uh, a somewhat decent following of people that watch his content. Who? Todd Cruz. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. That's surprising. Yeah, that is very surprising. I'll send you a a link to his stuff. Yeah, he. Uh, I watch his stuff. It's not the worst stuff I've ever seen. What is it? What is it even about? Is it like comedy stuff or video games? Video. Oh, that guy. Yeah, the Air Force guy. Yeah, I mixed yep. him up with his dad because his dad worked there too. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. No, not him. His his son. Hmm. I guess he's like a, a recruiter for the Air Force, and he's also like doing this TikTok and Twitch thing semi, like full time. I guess because, like I said, he's, it looks like he's got a, a decent following. Um, yeah, I just remembered I don't care about him. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but he was, um, he's kind of got a whole doctor, he's trying the whole doctor disrespect thing. Really? He's and, got like uh, a persona or something? I mean, I guess so. Every video I've ever seen, he has on a, a like a vest, like a, a flag jacket. With no no shirt on underneath, no sleeves, and some aviators. That does sound just like Doctor Disrespect. Yeah, mine. I mean, the doc wears you know a shirt underneath, and this guy doesn't. But like, yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. And he just talks about video games, and uh, I don't know. I've never watched his Twitch stream, so I don't know what what he plays or what's that what that's about. But yeah, yeah. Well, I guess this is a good time to talk about. 
our expectations for what this is going to turn into. We still want to be called the Just Some Guys podcast, but, you know, I'll tell you, I was listening to some of our old episodes every now and then, probably maybe, it's probably like, feel like a three or four month cycle where I will remember that we used to have a podcast and I'll go on, I'll go on my YouTube channel, which is the only place you can get it anymore and, uh, and listen to it and just remember how much fun we had. And, uh, and, you know, we were kind of good at it too. The only thing that, that I could, that I could think of that I would want to change is taking out the video game segment which we've decided to do that doesn't mean we're not going to talk about video games every now and then if it's if it comes up but we just don't want to dedicate a block of time to it and just kind of force it especially since right it's it kind of felt forced yeah it did and i can tell you you know three years removed from those podcast episodes not even i care (laughs) about that 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 video game stuff we talk about it did not age well at all it's like who cares about E3 from three years ago? No one even cared back then except for us. So I don't think back then we had a clear vision for what what we wanted this to be. I'm, and I don't know if we still still do or not. I don't know how seriously we're going to take this. Brody's more busy than ever with a family now. And uh, I can tell you right now that we're 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 gonna at least try to do this once a month, you know, and maybe yeah, that's if the, it, that's the goal right now. And maybe if if it, we can it, fit yeah, in a few more, if it makes or twice sense, twice a week or yeah. sorry, a month. If we can fit in a few more, if it makes sense too, then then we will. But I think at the bare minimum, we're gonna try to knock out one a month, and uh, and cut just cut the video game part out, and uh, and kind of just you know be two guys shitting around. Listen, man, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, obviously, they're much better and more coherent than ours. But uh, that's all they do. They just get in a room and they just talk. They talk about topical stuff. They talk about things that are happening in their lives. And that shit's fun. It's fun to listen to. The only thing about that is typically the podcasts that can get away with that are podcasts hosted by celebrities of some kind. Yeah, famous people, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so people care about their lives and just their random crap, and they're also entertaining. Now, I'm not right. saying we aren't entertaining, but we definitely aren't as entertaining, and no one cares about our lives, so... No, no, n- nobody at all. But you know what? It Who cares, you know? This is... I feel like at this point, this is kind of more for us than for anyone else, you know? We, we did this for two or three years, and... It didn't go fucking anywhere, but you know what? We still kept doing it. I yeah, th- we had a good time too. Yeah, it was fun. It was just an excuse to hang out and talk with my bud, and I feel like I need that more than ever now with how busy you are. I gotta yeah. shackle you down with something so that we can talk and have a good time, bud. Right, and we'll have uh, sometimes depending on the time, and who knows, he might pop in tonight if he gets online here soon enough. Well, we've got a third. Yeah, we got a third guy. Uh, and he's supposed to be on tonight. I'll, we'll see if he actually pops in the channel. But uh, yeah, our buddy David might pop in every now and then. He's the most, the most passive aggressive, least talkingest guy ever. We're talking about <laughs> someone that that Matt and I play video games with on a regular basis. There's always three of us in our Discord channel, and two of us are talking, and that. The one person who isn't talking, we have to constantly ask if he's dead, if he's fallen asleep. He's fallen asleep several times. 
yeah, while on, we've just been yeah, playing games Discord. and shooting the shit. He just, just falls asleep mid whatever All of a sudden, doing. we'll hear him snoring. Yeah. Or breathing heavily. That's <laughs> yeah. just like, well, David's asleep. Yeah, we love him though. He's a good guy. He's one of our best friends. Yeah, he's great. And uh, but if I'm, I would, I would be lying if I if I said that half of what makes him so much fun is that me and Brody just relentlessly make fun of him, <laughs> and he just kind of takes it. And he's uh, such a good sport about it. And yeah, and he's so bad at, at at like witty comebacks or any kind of like general defending himself. He's so bad at it that it's hilarious when he tries to, and that just makes it even more fun. Yeah, that makes it more fun. <laughs> it feels abusive, and I'm sure if he ever does hop in here, whoever listens to it will be like, man, they're really mean to that guy, but it's all with love. We right. promise. I wouldn't do it to him if I didn't love him. Are you crossing your fingers? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Not me. No, they're... Oh, no. <laughs> no. I thought you meant, like, because... Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. No, we would never do They're that. not crossed. We're I very serious. Yeah. I love him. <laughs> Me too. I uncross my fingers for that part because I do love him. But uh, that's true. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's a good dude. A good dude. So, anyways, um, yeah, but also that doesn't mean that we're not going to talk about video games because that's all we do together. Yeah, but it's not yeah, going to be like, like I a, said. It's just uh, not going to be a focus, you know, a focus and a segment, if you will. Where we're like, all right, it's a half hour mark. Let's talk about video games. Mm-hmm. I just want this to be a little bit more timeless, you know. And uh, right, you know, I think we're at we're bet we're at our best when we're just shitting around together. Do you get that reference? Shitting around, shitting around. Two two guys shitting around. No, dude. You gotta start listening to Dudesy. It's Will Sasso's new podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. You told me about that, and I haven't listened to any of them yet. Yeah, the, the first episode's a little slow, but uh, it, I, I'm really enjoying it now. I'll I'm, have to start I'm, listening I'm a, I'm a, re, I'm a regular. They uh, made a song in one of the episodes. Chad Culchin is in it too. He made a song, and it's hilarious. It's about a guy um, shitting himself in school or something, <laughs> or he he sneezed. <laughs> So hard that he shit himself. That's what it was. And that's yep. what the song yep. was about. And uh, I, there's nothing that I like more in a, in a podcast than a good, really bad, hilarious song. Like, uh, when I mean bad, I mean, like, the, the beat is so, like, bloopy and dumb. Like, uh, the song that Chad made is, like, it's very 80s sounding, but you can, it sounds like someone made it in, like, the GarageBand app, you know, in, like, right. five seconds. Yep. Or maybe it's, like, a default beat on like a casio keyboard you know what i mean right <laughs> you just hit a button and it brings out the <laughs> you know just a pre-made mm-hmm. derpy beat yep and it's hilarious i love will sasso too like he i mean obviously he was the one that that put that whole 10 minute podcast together and that's like my favorite podcast of all time um but man, just everything that he's done since, you know, I watched Mad TV when I was younger, um, and he was all right on that. That show was just all right. But the ten minute podcast, every time I see him do something online, I think it's hilarious. He's a hilarious yeah. dude. I wish he would do more than just podcast. I just, I just and saw have, uh, and have two TikTok. bit 
two bit roles in shows no one's ever heard of. Right. Because <laughs> he's I way saw, he's so I much saw funnier TikTok. than that. Speaking of that, I saw a TikTok of him. Uh, he was in a movie where they like flew him out there. And they sent him, I guess they sent him directions and they sent him to the wrong place. And then they were mad at him for being late because they sent him to the wrong place. So they didn't even put him through like wardrobe or makeup or anything. And they just had him show up to set and they were being like super, super dickish to him. And in the scene, the like one of the main characters is walking by and he answers the phone, a phone, like a pay phone rings on a wall and he answers it. And he's like, oh yeah, he's right here. And then he hands the phone off to like the main character and that's it, right? He walks off screen. He has like a mop and a bucket and that's it. And in in the credits, they credit him as fat guy with mop. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was a pretty, that's, that's I like, about. I like Will Sasso so much that he makes me care about wrestling a little bit. Cause right? it's like he, the, the amount of wrestling reference, references and all of the stuff, stone cold, stone cold, Steve Austin, and him just reading lists. There was an episode where <laughs> he there, the, so the, the whole, the whole bit to this podcast is that the a there, there's an AI that is like the producer of the podcast and it, the AI comes with this, comes up with the segments and uh, based on like their social media and all their Google searches and all of that kind of stuff. And uh, I'm, it's, it's just a bit, it's not real, but it's pretty funny. And one of the bits that the AI came up with was a segment for one of the episodes where they had Will Sasso read from a fake diary entry from when he was a kid, but in the voice of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And it was really, really, really funny. I, I laughed my ass off. It was just, it just started out with as Will Sasso going like, April 8th, 1990. Um. I just got accepted onto the varsity football team in my middle school. I'm the best football player at this goddamn school. Hell yeah. I'm the best at football. I'm the best looking. And I'm just like that. It was in, it just kept going. And uh, the whole thing was hilarious. And uh, I had, uh, I highly recommend um, it. Just hearing you do that voice just reminds me of the Stone Cold ET videos. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see those? Yeah, Stone Cold E.T. is, like, synonymous with Stone Cold Steve Austin to me. And, like, it's the only... I don't know enough about him to do an impression of him. So anytime I do an impression of him, I just end up going, Stone Cold E.T. <laughs> and no one knows what I'm talking about. Stone Cold E.T. That is a classic. And that's the that. bottom line. Isn't it, what is what kind of drive through is he at? Is it like a Taco Bell or something? It's always like a yeah, it's like a Taco Bell. Or Stone like Cold ET wants a chalupa and a beefy meaty cheesy squeezy, and that's the bottom line. <laughs> that's and then they'll be like, "Excuse me," and he'll be like, "What? What?" Always, oh God, that shit is so funny. If you don't know who Stone Cold ET is, go check that out. Just yeah, you should definitely be able to YouTube, find it on YouTube. Stone Cold yeah. ET. It's pretty hilarious. Uh, but spe speaking of which, speaking of wrestling, recently, I don't remember what brought it up. But, oh no, I think I saw a clip of this on, on, on TikTok. It was a WWE clip 
And there is a very eye-catching lass that I now have a major crush on. Her name is Rhea, Rip Rhea Ripley. Okay. And she's like a giant ripped goth chick. And uh, she's she's really hot. I've got a giant man crush on her right now. I feel like that's that's become more of a thing. Like, there were always, like, the girls in wrestling that would come out with the wrestlers, but they never really wrestled. But I guess that's, like, a huge part of wrestling now is that there's, like, quite a few female wrestlers. Yeah, dude. I, I watched a couple of matches because I just wanted to see more of Rhea Ripley, so I looked up some of her matches. And, dude, I I legit do not understand the appeal to professional right. wrestling. Like, it's just, like, a really dumb, dramatic, like, fighting soap opera. Yeah. That's, like, all it is. The fighting is so obviously clearly fake. I remember when I was a kid, there was some arguments, or there was some question around whether or not wrestling, professional wrestling was fake. And in hindsight, it seems ridiculous, but when I was a kid, I wasn't sure. I, I was like, yeah, I didn't know. And when it, yeah. when, it, when it came up, I was like, I don't know, could it be fake? But I wasn't that invested in it, so. But now looking back on it, it's so obviously fake. I don't know how anyone, like, what's the point? The storylines are the most basic, like, oh, I'm a bad guy, and, oh, and I'm a good guy. And then, you know, watching the over the course of the fight, like, in the beginning, like, depending on who, you, you can almost tell who's going to win in the beginning just by how the fight starts going. Because it's so, like, clearly scripted for, like, whoever's going to win the fight, if they're a good guy. They're gonna They'll start out. The last they're minute. gonna they're gonna start out kicking kicking the other guy's ass, but then yep. the bad guy is gonna have a comeback, and it's gonna look like they're gonna win. And then at the last second, the good guy's gonna pull it out right. and uh, and do something crazy and win. And that's like how that's like what that's like that's like one of the five professional wrestling scripts that exists, and everything else is just a repeat of like one of those five scripts. And right. It's just with different people and and different gimmicks, and I don't get it. Were, was there a point in your life where you were ever invested in professional wrestling? Oh, one million percent. So when was that? When I was very very young, I was totally into like uh, Hulk Hogan, the the um. The Ultimate Warrior. I had an Ultimate Warrior wrestling buddy, pillow buddy. Um, but it, I didn't really understand what wrestling was. I was just like, oh, all I know is that this guy seems like a good guy. He goes out and he fights bad guys. To me, it was like a good guy versus bad guy, which is that's what it is. But I mean, like it was almost superhero like where I was like, oh, Hulk Hogan, that that guy's a bad guy, and Hulk Hogan beat him up. He's got the and twenty, was, the twenty-seven inch pythons, right? <laughs> and that was, you know, the extent of my wrestling knowledge. And then I don't know around. Me and all you screaming Hulkamaniacs out there on the back of that red and yellow Harley. <laughs> this is the the like seventh or eighth grade, so late nineties. Um, I got into a big time. The because it, it, it for the, forever it was the WWF. World Wrestling Federation. And then it transferred over to the WCW. And 
that's when I watched a lot of my wrestling. And I was 100% invested. I watched it every Monday night. I watched all the, the special events. I did all that stuff. I even went and saw a live wrestling show in Detroit in 8th grade, I believe. Um, and it was... For me at that time, it was the whole Bill, Bill Goldberg storyline which is just he he just had he was some some ex-football player who decided to be a wrestler and he was just a, a mountain of muscle he's just a bit like a, a big old bag of meat and uh he just he he never lost he was undefeated he had some crazy streak going where he had never lost and he was beating these legends of wrestling in like like world record time and people were like he was like the biggest thing to happen to wrestling for since you know forever and i was big into it then and then uh yeah i don't know it was uh after that it was um i just kind of faded into obscurity and i never really watched it again see when i was a kid the only people that cared about wrestling were the people that were arguably on the spectrum. <laughs> they were the ones that would walk around with like the rock t-shirts and, you know, I guess Goldberg wasn't another one, but like stone cold t-shirts and stuff like that. Those were the only people. So like I associated wrestling with those kind of people and I just thought it was lame, but the, there was one period in time where I was kind of a little bit into it and it was because of an N64 game called WCW versus NWO. Yeah, I had that too. I had a couple of those, but that was my favorite one. I loved that game. I loved it. My favorite character was Rey Mysterio. I had no idea who he was, but he just had a mask on and he kind of looked like Spider-Man. And I was one of those dumb little kids that loved Spider-Man. Yeah, Rey Mysterio was my favorite as well. He uh, he was, um, yeah, uh, he was a luchador. I remember not liking um, Ric Flair because he looked so dumb in that video game. That I <laughs> that's just why didn't you didn't care. like him. Yeah, I didn't li- that's why I didn't like him. He just looked really stupid in that video game. He looked like a just like a fat old guy. And I was like, what the hell is this guy doing here? <laughs> well, that's what he was at that point in time. Yeah, but in real life, he has a lot more character. Like That's true. His character comes through. You know, he, do- he always goes, woo! And stuff like that. He's really eccentric. In the video game, he's just kind of like a generic dude. Yeah, yeah, he's just a generic blonde-haired white guy. Because back in that, back in the day, you couldn't have, you know, you couldn't give those characters that kind of, you know, personality and stuff. You had to know who they were in order to like them going into those games. Like Rey Mysterio was likable by people who didn't play that or who didn't watch wrestling but played that game because like you said he had a crazy mask and he was little and he did a bunch of backflips and crazy moves which he did in real life in the ring but yeah that's uh boy those those polygons did not age well not at all i've actually played that game pretty recently because i i just dug out my n64 that's right uh, yeah i'm telling you dude you gotta find a, a weekend or something to come down here and visit me 
Because I've got Brittany like, and I have been talking about it, and we want to do that soon. I've got like a little gaming console setup now, where I've I've got my uh, N sixty four hooked up to my TV. I got a, I got a little uh, uh, what do they call them? It's like a little adapter so that it will work on a modern TV. Yeah. And uh, I still have all of my old N sixty four games, like literally all of them. And uh, I think that'd be a fun, a fun. I think that'd be a fun time to just like yeah. chill out and play like N sixty four games for a weekend. We actually found. Uh, well, I didn't find. Brittany now works for a um, apartment complex. She's like the head leasing officer. She runs the place. And uh, when they evict people. A lot of times these people will like grab some essentials, pack a couple bags, and then they just leave. They just leave everything in these apartments. By every, I mean like food, trash, TVs, couches, beds, mattresses. The other day she brought home a box. And I was like, you should check out that box in the garage. There was an original PlayStation, like a PlayStation 1. Uh, I haven't messed with it yet to see if it's um, functioning yet. It's a little dusty, a little dirty, but it looks like it's in pretty good shape. A PlayStation 3 with like 15 to 20 PlayStation 3 games, which I don't give, I don't care about that, that at all. I actually ended up selling that. But there were also like, I don't know, 20, 25 original Nintendo games and I have a knockoff original Nintendo console console and so I'm pretty psyched about hooking that up and trying out those old games nostalgia becomes more and more powerful the older you get yeah definitely I really like I played some old Nintendo games that was that was my first console was the NES and that when I first got into like PC gaming the fir- like one of the first things I did was downloaded an emulator um and and a bunch of games and played a bunch of old NES games and it was cool but I don't know man it's just not the same as having the game hooking it up to the TV and playing the, you know, playing the console. It's, it was, uh, it, I'm, I'm pretty excited about all these games that she'd found and uh, hooking it up and actually playing a game. It's weird to think, like, my kids have no idea. My kids play video games, not like we do, but they play video games. You know, the first game you could, what was the first game you could save was, was, the first Zelda game? I have no idea. Not that was the only game. Yeah, that was the only game that you could really save. Like, when Not you played a game back in the day. Not to as old as you. <laughs> yeah, we I, we know, man. Dude, how, how 39 this year. Yeah! In like a month. Old as shit! I'm in my 30s now, too, though, so. Yeah, but I'll be out of my 30s in two years. Not yeah. even. You're gonna die any day now, honestly. Pretty close to any day. Mm-hmm. If this was, but, if this was medieval times, you'd be on your deathbed. Oh, dude, I would have died ten years ago. 
but yeah, I, I telling my kids that, you know, showing them these old games and, and then, you know, being like, all right, if we start this, we have to just play until we beat it because there's no stopping. There's no saving. <laughs> They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, when we put, put it in, it's going to take us like two or three hours, but we can beat some of these games. You see, when I was a child, when I was a child, or we got to just leave it on. You could save games, but it was contingent on whether or not you had a memory card, and they weren't yeah. included. So you'd have to buy the memory card separately. And so when I had my N64 when I was young when I and I just got it, I didn't have a memory card. So if I wanted to, like, stop playing, I would just have to, like, leave my N64 on just forever until I decided to yeah, come back and play right. it again. I love that back in the day, if I had to do that my mom would be like, you can't shut that off. And I'd be like, if I shut it off, I'm going to lose like everything. So no, I can't shut it off. And she'd be like, Oh, fine. Just leave it on. And I don't know if she was upset because of the potential like electric bill, which I can't imagine those things draw that much power. Yeah. But only like the, nuts the, the inherent fire, <laughs> fire hazard that it was <laughs> because I mean, they didn't get super hot, but they weren't. They got pretty warm, dude. I just remember, I, I, my parents came down to see me for something. I don't remember. I think maybe it was a, a holiday of some sort, or something like that. And uh, I hooked up my N sixty four and played it with my dad a little bit. And we played some old games that we used to play together. And one of my dad's favorites was a game called Hydro Thunder. And uh, it used to be in arcades a lot. It was that racing boat game. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I've got it on N64. And, dude, something, you know, I have such fond memories of that game. And when I went back and played it, dude, that game sucks. It is so bad. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, that's how I feel about, uh, Wave Race 64. They've come so far. And it's like, but I appreciated it so much. Wave Race 64 for me was that game that I, I was like, oh my God, I have to play. I have to play this game. It's been been like 20 years. I need to play this game again because all I remember was getting that game for Christmas and playing it for literal days. There are four? Four or five different courses, and that's it. <laughs> there's no, like, different... There's no, like, different... Dude, when I was playing split-screen Hydro Thunder with my dad... It turns off the AI, so it was literally just me and my dad, the only the only two boats, and I slaughtered him so bad that the game would just end for him. It wouldn't even let him finish because I was so far ahead. Wow. <laughs> so I would just finish racing against nobody, and then my dad would just be running into a wall somewhere because he sucks, and, <laughs> and uh, then it would be over. It was so stupid. Yeah, yeah, with with wave race it was four people and you picked one of the four and then you raced against the other three and then that was it dude and it was like four or five different courses and then that was it. And uh they had a time trial mode and they had uh, uh that racing mode. And that was it and I had such fond memories of that game. I was like, "Oh, that game is so good." And it's not. It's not a good game. It's a fun game. The music's amazing. How come all the music from those games are are the best? Dude, it's because back then, dude, games had character. And the designers cared more about just making boatloads of money. They, it was 
it was less of an industry and there was more passion in the industry. Nowadays, video games were more about money than anything, unless unless you come across, you know, video games like Elden Ring or um, you know, like smaller indie games. It's so rare nowadays to play a game where you can tell that everyone involved really cared about whether or not the game was good and whether it didn't waste the player's time and uh, etc. It's uh, right. Now it's just all about we're not we're not gamers anymore. We're fucking cows, and they just see us as fucking cow teats, and they want to see how much money they can milk out of us, and that's all they care about. I've been watching a guy online. Um, he does a series called Death of a Game. Have you watched any of those? Uh, I think so. Yeah, they're very interesting. They're usually around forty minutes long, and he goes into deep detail on games that were once either hyped to to ridiculous heights or actual really good games and now they're you know they're basically dead games um he does a really good job of going into in a, a lot of detail about these games and why why they're dead and a lot of times he comes back to the fact that these a lot of these games just there's no, like you said, there's no passion in them. It's all, like he did, what was the one that I watched? Uh, I watched Anthem. Do you remember yeah, that game? I saw that one, yeah. Yeah, and that's what he talked about. He was like, yeah, um, a lot of people left the the studio behind Anthem because they 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 weren't letting them do things that they wanted to do like to make it a good game. They just they just were putting make it pretty and make it sell a lot. And that's it. That's all they cared about. They didn't care if it was a good game. They didn't care about any of the stuff like putting any kind of love or effort into it and that's why the game is dead now. Yep. It's technically you know what? it's not even really dead, but you know what? Good riddance too cuz it I I'm so fed up with it and I've changed I've changed as a gamer since we last had this podcast. Not 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 a huge amount, but I'm a lot less willing to just buy every game that comes out that I'm even mildly interested in. And uh, I I recently become I, I've recently become really into like flight simulators and stuff. And uh, what's that noise in the background? It might be. It might be my wife watching TV. Is it coming through? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> it's not bad. But yeah, I, I recently got into flight simulators. And there's a game called DCS. It stands for uh, Digital Combat Simulator. And all the game is is basically a, f a very detailed flight simulator for a number of different military aircraft. And... I've derived so much enjoyment from that, and it's like an old person game. It's like it's definitely not a game that you can just jump in, jump into, and start having fun, you know. And you learn you learn the game in, a, in like an hour or two. I had to like do in depth studying and watching tutorials, and I'm only just now, kind of, I guess uh, what's the word, passable at flying an F-14. It's 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 because the, the 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 aircraft are simulated to such a degree that you actually have to know how to fly the real aircraft. I mean, everything is simulated. The only thing that it's you crazy. don't experience 
is the G-forces on your body. Right. But and everything else is like actually flying the actual plane. Mm-hmm. It's 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 pretty ridiculous. I actually really really enjoy it, and I haven't played I haven't played it for a couple of weeks now, but uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, We've been on a hunt showdown kick for a while. Yeah, it's a fun game. I mean, of course, I've been playing Elden Ring like on and off since it came out. But yeah, and that game is like I, I don't understand when a game like that comes out that's universally praised. Everyone loves it. Even people that are bad at it love it. How. Like, studios and and publishers somehow don't get the hint that right you can still make like a, a a objectively good game and make money. I mean, Elden Ring made a ton of money, and it's 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 just like they just want to take the path of least resistance. You know, they don't want to they don't want to put years and years into in, in into a game and and really care about it. They they just want to you know make a copycat game of something else like you know Fortnite was really successful so the call of duty guys were like let's do that you know and then call of duty got nuts really you know really successful and everyone was like let's do what they did well i mean if you if if you want to be real with it it was PUBG that started it remember because Fortnite wasn't a well i mean i mean you and i bought Fortnite. i mean the monetization Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Fortnite somehow they make it work. Like they they nickel and dime you for every single little cosmetic in that game. Well, but it's the reason they, that they make it work somehow Fortnite gets all these all these properties that you would never think would allow them to have. For fuck's sake, they got Master Chief, Naruto. Like it's crazy that that all, all the stuff that they they can actually put into their games. It, but what I'm getting at is the fact that Fortnite is at least it, it, a good game, and they they, right. they care about it and they support it. You know, it's it's they're constantly updating it and making major changes to the map and the gameplay. New maps, different maps, right? Every season, there's a pretty big change to the gameplay in some in some respect, and it keeps it fresh. You know, I, I've been playing that game steadily since we stopped doing the podcast, which was three years ago, and I, I right. still I'll, I'll go back and play it. Like every two months for at least a week, like consistently. But anyways, I feel like we're getting a little bit on the game track too deep right now. So Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, yeah, what do you think about that, dude? Dude, that was like three weeks ago now, um, and that was all I heard about for like two weeks. I remember waking um, up and looking at TikTok and seeing just a, just every single post on TikTok was Will Smith slapping Chris Chris Rock. Yeah. Yeah, my favorite my Dude, favorite joke Will Smith that I heard might have the um, worst wife of all time. That he for sure does. That lady what a horrible woman. That lady is a garbage human being, dude. How well, do you him, him and Johnny Depp both have some of the worst well, Johnny Depp's ex-wife now. He's suing the shit out of her, and I'm loving every second of it. Dude, I saw a TikTok yesterday that was a guy that I liked it so fast. I couldn't press the like button fast enough. It said that there aren't the women. There's no such thing as a woman that's not a hoe. Now it says you got to find a hoe you like, and then ask her to stop. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> that is that is so true. So. I mean, 
unless you've been living under a rock for the last month, um, when that happened, every comedian that I know, well, not like no, but every every comedian that I like and, and pay attention to um, have just been eviscerating Will Smith and calling him the worst things you can call him without dropping the N-word. Uh, and just, I mean, just berating him, which I, you know, I get it. I understand why they're doing it. Dude, he's got to be just totally mentally unstable, dude. He's just, I can't, I feel, I honestly feel bad for him. I feel bad for well, Chris Rock of, yeah. for obvious reasons, but, but, but Will Smith, his dang wife cheats on him and then tells the world about it and somehow twists it in a way that people support her. Right. And, 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 and will still a bad guy. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then it's like he, you know, Chris Rock makes a dumb joke about her fucking hair shit. And then he's like in this spot where like, he feels like he's got to do something, but he doesn't know what to do. I just imagine that he was there. And he, I mean, all the videos, it shows him sitting there laughing at Chris Rock's joke. And then he looks over at his wife and he's just so totally whipped. Then he wants her respect so bad, and she doesn't. He she doesn't deserve it. Will Smith no. is, and she the, also doesn't doesn't care about him at all. Yeah, and Will Smith is like the elite of the elite when it comes to men. It doesn't. Get, he's a he's rich beyond most people's wildest dreams. He's a good looking dude. Do you know how quick he could replace her? That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, dude, you're not stuck in this. Like, get rid of her. And find someone, like, you can find someone so much better so fast. There are millions of women that would, and they would do literally anything. They would, they would do literally anything to, to, to smell his ball sack on, like, a perfume, a perfume fucking, what are those sample cards? Oh, the little like in sample a magazine. cards, yeah. yeah. They would. We just wipe his nuts on there and they smell, like, give me that. <laughs> yeah. And, and for some reason he wants he just wants her and she's got some weird hypnotic thing over him. And it just, right. I don't understand, dude. It Maybe I'm out of touch cause I haven't been in a relationship in fucking a thousand million years, no. but it's, it's just mind blowing to me. I mean, if, if I was him and I had the money and the value that he has, dude, and, and a chick did that to me, dude, she would be gone so fast. The thing is, another thing that sucks though is that they're are they married? They're married, right? They are, yeah, yeah. Well, that's another thing that sucks because if she, if he if he divorces her, now she's rich as shit. There's no way that she yeah, yeah. that she's leaving that marriage without at least half of his of his net net value. No, yeah, no, she's getting half. They've got two kids, two or three kids together, so she's for sure getting half of everything that he's ever made. And his his net worth compared to her net worth is not even close to like, not even close to the same. My favorite my favorite joke that I heard about the whole the whole incident is such a stupid dad joke, but I love it so much. This comedian said, "Chris Rock got slapped in the face by Will Smith with an open hand for making fun." Of Will Smith's wife's haircut. 
classic case of rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> that was just like, oh, that is such a good dad joke. Yeah, it's a pretty good dad joke. I just feel bad for the guy, honestly. And I think, you know. The more stuff that comes out about him and her's relationship, because obviously everybody knew about, like, because what was that, like a year or so ago that it came out that she was sleeping with one of her, like, son's friends, who's like a rapper also, um, and made it public that they had, like, an open relationship and that she's... I love that she the whole time she called it an entanglement, but she was sleeping with him. She she cheated on her husband with this younger guy. Yep. And then Will um, didn't know until they talked about it in public on their stupid show that on this, on this, no yeah, one on should give two shits about. Probably no. the worst show of all time next to The View. <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah, so they she busted him out on that. And then, like, six months later after that, there's a video that's coming out now where, like, she was like trying to put him on her social media stuff and he was just like how many times have i told you to please not record me before like talking about what we're gonna you know discuss dude i saw and then a... she was just like she was just like okay whatever and like was so so rude and so mean to this man and he just looked defeated like just totally blank in the face and i'm like this poor guy could be one you know like you said, he's one of the top, like, he's an elite dude. Like, there's no way he should be living like this. Dude, I have, I within the last, like, year or so, I've been listening to certain podcasts that have been, that, that do a lot of talking about modern-day relationships with modern women that are feminists. And they're pretty, it's pretty controversial stuff. And, uh, but I gotta say, I agree with a whole lot of what they say. Let, let's talk about this for a minute and just give me give me your thoughts when I when I say some of these ideas that I'm spitting. So one of the main things that they talk about, there's a there's a couple of people that, that talk about stuff like this and it all kind of overlaps. But one of the main things that they say is that so let's take all the emotion out of it. Right. And let's boil men and women down to just a value structure. And like when you take all of the modern crap out of it a man what he, what he looks for in a wife it generally speaking especially a high value man that that can have his pick of the litter what he wants is a traditional woman and right. yeah, and, yeah. and if he's high value and he has the pick of the litter then he can have a lot of women and the woman doesn't really have a say in it and if she doesn't like it then he can just kick her to the curb yeah, right? kick rocks and start and try a new one. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that there's a lot of, I mean, maybe it's not because I'm a high-value guy, or maybe it's because I'm not a high-value guy, but to me it's like there's a level of respect, right? And if you care about a, a woman, then I feel like you should respect her enough to stay monogamous. So to, to that's, yeah, totally. that's something that I disagree with. Then These guys think that if you're rich enough, you should basically just be able to bang whoever you want and – as long as you come home to that girl and and you're honest with her, you say you don't you don't tell her if it happens. But if she but finds say, out, if she finds know, out, you know what this was. You've been living on my uh, on my coattails and off my money and off my everything for the last however many years. Well, if she finds out, you just don't. If you if she finds out, you just don't lie to her. So she, right. So it, it says basically she could say like, 
So I heard I heard that you went behind my back and 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 banged this random chick at the club. What's up with that? What the hell? And he and and that he should just be able to say, look, you know, yeah, I did. I was drunk, you know. I didn't really care at the time. She was hot, so I did it. But I don't love her, you know. You're I love you, and you're the one that I come home to at night, and you're the one that I sleep in my, in my bed with, and you're the one that I provide for, right? And that's what they think. They think that should just be fine. And I'm still not a hundred percent sure about that. But what I do agree with is the whole, the value thing. So they, what they say is that men, our value, first of all, we're not born with any inherent value. Men have to earn their value. We're born with zero value. And then as we grow up, we gain value because our value is based in what women want from a man. And what do women want? They want to be supported. They want to be protected. And they want a man that can pass down good genes to their children and so on and so forth. So... To a woman, what makes a man valuable is usually money, success, and like good yep. genes. Yep, good genes. And but and then but so with women, women are born with value. They're born with almost all the value they're ever going to get because a, a woman is is judged by her looks and her like her in her genes and that's what high value men want. They just want a young pretty girl. That's not, you know, annoying and, and, and they want her to be submissive and not, you know, a total bitch because they don't want to come home and then deal with this chick just yapping her head off and complaining constantly. Right. So to them, that's 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 what those men want. So a high value man makes a lot of money. He's good looking and he can provide for a woman. A high value woman is is basically just good looking and submissive. And that's it. And, and the idea. And so, so this is where the problem is. Women are pissing away all their value at a young age because another thing that makes a woman valuable is her, is her body count. If she has a high body count, yeah, her yeah, value, less desirable. her value goes down drastically. Right. And nowadays women are encouraged to have sex with anyone they want. It's, it's, it's just like, it's, it's just the norm now, you know, with, with, yeah. I mean, I could pay almost, five bucks and see any girl I want totally naked on OnlyFans. It's right, like it's almost it's almost an empowering thing to them. But guess what? The more kids that they have and the older they get, their value goes away. And by the time they realize what mistakes they've made and when because they also all of those women still want a high value man. But when but but by, by the time it. by the time that they're ready to settle down, they've got at least one kid. They're, they're not as good looking as they used to be. And now there's a whole new crop of young, pretty girls that don't have kids and, and, and they're out of luck. So, but, and, and it's, it's, it's universal. One of these guys, his name is Kevin Samuels and he has a show where he interviews women. He just talks to women and he tells them all of this stuff. And of course, you know, most of them absolutely hate hearing it and they argue like crazy. And it's actually really the, uh, entertaining because he's very blunt the, with them. Is that the the black dude? Yep, he's a black dude. I watched, uh, older, uh, I watched older a clip black on guy. him. Yep, I watched a clip of him on your mom's house. And yeah, then I started watching some of his videos. It's very blunt and very hilarious because he just straight up tells these chicks. He tells them how he it is. He does not yeah. mince words. And it's hilarious. But he's also right with a lot of the stuff he says. A whole lot of it. Not everything, but a whole lot of it I agree with. And right. I, I do agree with the with the whole value thing. You know, now that I'm 31 years old, when I think about the kind of woman I want, it 
uh, what do you think the chances are at at 31 years old that I'll that I'm gonna be able to find a woman with no kids, and that has a low body count, and and is still kind of good looking, right? It's the chances are very it's, very it's, very it's, low, if it's not zero. Lower, yeah. It's no, it's not zero, but it's not not gonna be easy. It's but you know it's it's not even really women's fault, you know it's. That's what they've been told all these years, and it's like they've been brainwashed to want something that they don't really want, you know. And it's it's, I I feel like women should just be presented with the option to to be a career woman, a modern woman, and focus on their career and sleep around and just basically be a guy, live their lives. Yeah. Or uh, the, the I think another problem is is that traditional women are are demonized now, like. And, yeah, and for sure. they don't have any of like tradi- traditional women's skills. They don't know how to raise a kid. They don't know how to cook a meal, a healthy meal. These are all skills that women back in like the fifties and sixties used to have. Right. Well, and that's, yeah, and that's what they were. That's what they were encouraged to do. Bred to do. And you know, there's pros and cons to all of it. You know, women had to deal with a bunch of abuse back then, and. All sorts of bad things that went with it, but I, I I think that if a woman is really honest with herself, that eventually one day maybe she doesn't want it right now, but I think once she gets older and her looks start fading and she she you know she sees her value dropping, that eventually she goes back to wanting what a traditional woman wants. She wants to be cared for and 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 taken care of and protected, and she wants a family. And the thing that right. sucks is usually by the time they learn this, they're in their mid-30s. And as far as a woman having a child goes, it becomes a whole lot harder when they're in their 30s. Yes. So Yeah, it's not easy. It's It really sucks. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of problems. And it's made me very – honestly, it's made me even more pessimistic for the prospect of me ever finding a girl. <laughs> It can happen, man. It's just, uh, like you said, it's just going to be not the single, uh, or single, but not not the the kidless, hot twenty year old that you were possibly going to be able to get back in the day. Here's another problem, right? Men, most men at least, are realistic about their value. If anything, yeah, they yeah, uh, they right. un, they undervalue themselves. There's a lot of undervalue. I know that I'm not going to be able to pull a ten with you know that that's a virgin. I know that's not possible for me. I'm not successful enough to demand that from a, a woman, right? However, I bet if you took a poll of all the women in the world, ninety percent of them would want a woman that makes or they they would want a man that makes at least six figures. Oh yeah. It doesn't matter what they look like. It doesn't matter how old they are, how many kids they have. That's what all of them want. And probably about maybe probably about 60% of them, if you ask them to rate themselves on a scale of 1 to 10, they they'd rate themselves either a 9 or a 10. A 9, yeah, 8, 9, 10, somewhere in there, and that's way too high. Right? It's nuts. It, it, they're delusional. It's because it's because they've just been fed all this crap about about having self-worth. And like being confident, which is important, but not to the extent of being delusional. You got to right. understand yeah, exactly. what you what you have and what you don't have. You know, if yeah. you're, you got to be realistic with it. If you're the ugliest girl in the world, you should know you should know that and understand that and focus on 
your upsides, right? Maybe you're really smart. Maybe you've got a great personality. Super funny. That's right. the stuff. Yeah. That's the stuff you should focus on. You know, you shouldn't go around wearing a miniskirt and you know being you know being a stripper. But then again, there's guys that look for that. So you know, maybe they <laughs> maybe they should do yeah. that anyways. I, I mean, there's uh, somebody for everybody, but there's it's, definitely it's, chubby it's chasers. Just trying to find it that uh, that's the hard part. Mm-hmm. And it's you know. I'm not saying that I'm the kind of guy that is 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 going to be looking for a ten, you know, that's 21 years old and is a virgin, you know. That's I know how unrealistic that is. So I I I, I I'm willing to make uh I'm willing to quell my expectations, you know. And if a if a chick that I like, if if I if I meet a girl and we hit it off and I really like her and then I learn that she's got a kid, it's not going to be a deal breaker for me. Right? Yeah, of course it's, not. It's just it's it's unrealistic to expect that of women nowadays. Where it, it would be if you were in your twenties. Yeah, 20s. I mean, if I you know if I was really good looking, <laughs> and in shape, and I had a bright future. <laughs> <laughs> but All you know, right, I don't. So the last. Oh, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say, you know, I I don't I'm not poor. I make a decent amount of money. I'd be able yeah, to support right. a I'd be able to support a girl. So I know that, you know, I, I I do have some value as a man. So I think I make I think I make a little bit less than you and we, you know, I, I support my family just fine. Well that's another thing that sucks is that you can't support a family on one income anymore. You can't. My wife has to have a job and I make that's the crazy thing. I was talking with my mom. Uh for anyone, you know, who's listening, this this is coming out the day before Easter, so I had a family get-together today, and I was talking to my mom. I literally make, at my job, which is a standard, easy, get-up, do-my-work-and-then-come-home eight after eight hours a day kind of job, uh, I make more than her and my dad both made, my mom and my dad both made together when I was growing up. When they were your and age? You know, yeah, and, and when they were my age, and I can't tell you, like, we were like an upper middle class family. Like, we lived on a lake, we had a boat, we had, you know, we had, a, the our house wasn't huge, but it was a nice house, three beds, two baths, full finished basement. Like, it's crazy to me how the inflation has happened in in 20 years to where i make more money than both of my parents had combined and my wife and i both have decent jobs and we are like not scraping by but there are some times where it's like i'm gonna i'm only gonna put ten dollars in my in my truck this week just so i can make it back and forth to work so that we can get groceries Mm -hmm. it's happened it's happened a couple times but um, it shouldn't be like that. But it is. That's the way it is. Yeah, it sucks. If, it, it makes you know, it so if, even. If anything ever happened to her, like to where she couldn't work for like a couple months, I'd have to pick up you know extra shifts at work to to make sure that we could just pay rent and eat. It's pretty much to the point now where even if a woman wanted to be like a traditional stay-at-home mom, she'd at least have to probably have a part-time job. So that the family well, not, can make not, ends meet. Yeah, not even a part-time, you know, even just, you know, part-time job, working from home, trying to do something. Mm-hmm. Selling things online, feet pictures, I don't know. <laughs> I heard you can make a whole lot of money off that. 
There's a I, whole I there's a whole industry behind selling gross panties. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Man, I can't imagine. Imagine just being born and you're hot and then you can just become a millionaire just by showing people your butthole on the internet. All that's all you got to do, dude. Imagine that's all it takes. That. That's that's what so many women can do nowadays. It's 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 crazy. It is so crazy. Think dude. think about that. All you would need like to start a business as a good-looking woman is to be okay with showing some of your body to what? 10,000 dudes that pay $5 a month. What's you know, what's 5 times 10,000? It's a whole lot. And, a whole lot. And guess what? That girl is going to be really rich as a young woman. And if she doesn't invest wisely, when her looks fade, she's totally screwed. Because she will have, she will be used to a very lavish lifestyle. And, right, right. And when she can't support that anymore. Oh, if, 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 you, if you... Okay, listen. I know none of you are listening to this podcast or this woman. But if you are, listen to me. Start squirreling away that money. Start saving. Because when it runs, when when the well dries up, and it will dry up, you're going to need... And the thing is... If you did it smart, you could live off of that forever. Like, just think about it. Even if it's just, like, you're... you're, Even if it was just 500 dudes that paid $5 a month, that's still $5,000 a month. And here's the thing. That's more you, than I make in you don't three even months. you don't even have to wait until you're old and ugly. All you have to do, all all that has to happen is there has to be a new chick on the block who's a couple years yeah, younger yeah, right. than you and looks Boom, better than it's you. Over. And guess what? All their money's going to her now. Right. It's it's I mean, not only is it a fight against time, it's also a fight to stay relevant. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy that that's all it would take. To, to make your life I mean look at Belle Delphine easy. That, right. that that chick I mean she went crazy I mean but I think she did it wisely because she like she was so good at marketing herself and then she just dropped off the face of the earth and yeah. I don't I believe anything about her I don't believe that she's in a bad spot right now I think she was very wise with that money and did something smart with it otherwise guess she'd still be she'd still be Working yeah, hard on OnlyFans yeah. and, and all kinds of bathwater and shit. Yeah, so she must have done something smart with that money because I don't know how you could just stop when you became that successful. Right. Anyways, what were you gonna say? <laughs> oh, I was gonna say that the last thing I want to talk about before we end this podcast. How long have we been going for? A little over an hour. Okay. Um, is that about two months ago? Uh, in 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 Matt's hometown, well, not hometown, but where Matt and I basically met, and where I live now, literally five minutes from where I live right now, a group of guys came to Battle Creek, Michigan, and they 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 say caught, but they don't really catch these guys. They caught a they caught a. a a, a, a predator, a sexual predator that, that preys on younger oh, uh, yes. women or, or boys um, online. If you've if you've ever watched Chris Hansen's To Catch a Predator, it's the same thing. Uh, these guys do it a little different. 
<laughs> a little it's not, bit. It's not as polished. Uh, they're like they, a couple they, of like young thug looking thug looking kids. Yeah, with like tattoos called, on their faces and stuff. They're called DAP Dads Against Predators, and and God help them, they they they. Boy, it's a they great mean thing well. they're doing. It's a good message. They mean well, and when when I first saw the video, I was like, "Wow, dude, that was five minutes away from my house. Like that's that's crazy." And then it took me down this rabbit hole of their videos, and their videos, like, their their first few video videos are okay, and then there's like a middle section of like a hundred videos which are gold. I watched all of those. And lately, their videos haven't been nearly as good. Um, but they mean well. And then that opened up doors to other things. Um, now those guys, like when I watch their videos, compared to the, some of these other guys that I watch that do this, um, they are... They suck. The, they're the Dollar Tree version of these these other do, guys do, who actually way... like come to the they, they they catch these they get these guys arrested the way that the, i look the, at the it dab is guys dab. The dab guys they they show up and they want confrontation and they want to put these guys on blast on the internet dab, and after that i that, feel like that's it i feel like dap they just want a license to bully people and they know that everyone hates pedophiles yeah 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 that's, and, yeah so and that's how they do it. They act like like middle school bullies to these pedophiles, which right. of course call them names, the pedophiles get deserve it. But but yeah, don't get us wrong; these guys totally deserve it. But it's like that's what they do. And another th- crazy thing about this is it really shined a light. There is an enormous community of people on YouTube who just spend all of their time tracking down pedophiles and exposing them on the internet. And it's dude, crazy how it many is, people do this. It is nuts how prevalent pedophilia is. Yeah. They're online they're pedophilia. everywhere. They're literally three, everywhere. Three there are three channels that I've come across now ever since I watched started watching those DAP videos of people just focused in Michigan. Just in Michigan. One of the DAP um, guys said that all you gotta do is drop a pit drop a pin at random on the map. And if they spend a day there, they'll they'll get they'll they'll get ten names that right, they can ten to fifteen people. It's nuts. Looking, it's it's crazy to me. It's scary too. Now that I have you know stepkids, it's 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 crazy scary. Yeah, and they're um, right in that very vulnerable age range. Too. They really are right now. That's the the ages that they're in. It's it's it is scary. And nowadays, um, every single kid dude, has a presence on the internet. So it's like yeah, exactly. <laughs> My favorite. Uh, is this guy Colorado Pet Patrol CPP? This guy is amazing. He does he he does everything by the book. He he comes to these meetings with these pedophiles with folders and paperwork and and he gets these guys his his thing. Unlike Dap, Dap shows up. They bully these guys. They make fun of them. They they berate them for twenty minutes, and then that's it. Then they leave. They ask them if they're gonna fight, and then they leave. I think Dap has gotten like maybe ten people arrested. Yeah, and this then, guy yeah has caught a hundred and eighty people. I think the last video I watched was a hundred and eighty, and eighty one or eighty two arrests. Um, his ratio and... is way better. 
way better and i and i like that and and he really does a good job of he's not he's not as as like polished as like the chris hansen type stuff or even the skeeter gene guy that i watch who shows up in a suit i think he's still my favorite because he's at least a little bit funny see the cpp guy he's just so like it is so serious he is he he is he is there to to what i like about the cpp guy is that he will obviously he lies to these guys all the time he'll be like yeah dude listen uh i don't call the cops all the time he does uh Mm-hmm. Well, not, I shouldn't say all the time. He's 90, just trying to get him to talk. percent of the time. But yeah, he, just... he gets these he gets these guys to talk. And, and my favorite thing that he does is he'll be like, so listen, man, uh, if I'm not going to call the cops, then you got to call like your wife or your girlfriend or your mom. And these, these people are like, okay, yeah, I'll call them and I'll tell them what I'm doing. And then, you know, and then after he has these people like call their wives and like tell her what yeah hey listen uh i'm i just got caught by these guys i was trying to meet a 14 year old girl online for sex uh and you know and then he talks to him for a second and tells him exactly what's going on and then the cops show up and they still get arrested and uh yeah this guy really knows his stuff he really he he's he does a good job at catching these monsters and uh his are his are more like i said he does way more polished work figuring out who these guys are beforehand like the dap guys like matt said they just drop a thing and then the first person that like hits them up they're like yep this is the one we're gonna take this guy some of the some of the guys that these that the dap guys go after are straight up retarded like, like I'm not like, like I'm not yeah. making the joke. He's not they being are, demeaning. They have down, yeah, they're they, they're they like clinically Down syndrome. Yeah, they're like or, clinically. They shouldn't. They slow. shouldn't be online. And uh, yeah, they it's don't like know they they have on. they have the mind of a child, but yeah, the body exactly. of like a they thirty year old man. Of a twelve year old, but they're forty years old. Yeah, which is still and, uh, wrong. And someone needs to watch those people because yes, the, who, it's. I mean, it's imagine how much more traumatizing it would be for a child to be molested by a person with Down syndrome. Just look at Bobby Lee. Yeah, <laughs> he turned out okay. You know what? Forget he did it. all right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, but yeah, I just—I ha- mean, I always knew that pedophiles were—I always knew that pedophiles were around. But I mean, when the one of the things that everyone does, even DAP, is they screenshot all of the messages that they that they had over whatever apps they used to communicate, and how filthy they are and how unapologetic like and how they aren't even really cautious most of them it's like yeah they'll be like uh by the way i'm 14 and they'll be like well you're not a cop are you and she'll be like no and they'll be like okay let me see your butthole here's my dick oh here i am right here's here's a video of me coming all over myself hey uh is it okay if we get your dog involved it's all of that stuff is stuff that i have heard and seen watching these youtube videos and it's not even rare no it's not rare the thing, the, the crazy thing to me is how I, I literally have watched almost all of the CPP uh, videos. Like I said, he's got 180 catches. It is amazing to me. It's it's almost as if there's a script that these guys are reading off of these these pedophiles, where they 
it's like it's like one of three things. It's like, oh, I came here to meet this 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 kid to tell him what they're doing is is not okay, and they need to be safe online. That's why I came here. Dude, or, that is like the go-to. Almost every single right, one of them says that's something the go-to. very similar to that. The second one is, uh, I was gonna, I, I was gonna come here and, and meet them, and then uh, when when they were when they were when I was on my way here, I decided that uh, I was gonna meet them and say, uh, no, uh, we're this isn't gonna, I'm not gonna do this, and then I was just gonna go home. Mm-hmm. That's the second go-to. Or like and they wouldn't, the have, they, one, they wouldn't have gone through with it. Or right, yeah. they wouldn't have gone through with it. The third one is just them straight up being honest and being like, "Yeah, dude, I was gonna come here and I was gonna have sex with a fourteen-year-old," and it's like, "Whoa, that's wild!" That you're just like, "Yep, that's what was gonna happen." Um, but my, but the craziest thing to me is that out of a hundred and eighty of these guys that I've watched, all one hundred and eighty of them, it that's the first time they've ever done it. <laughs> yeah, even even <laughs> if they looked them up. And saw that they have multiple other they're, child they endangerment charges. They're on the registry already. They just, they they just lie. This before. <laughs> yeah. Every single one of them. No, no, this is the first time I've ever done this. It is nuts. And it's, it's crazy. It's, it's, like I get, it sounds like a script. I, gotta, I, I, have, I get a very kind of sick enjoyment out of watching these guys squirm and try, to, and try to justify what, what they're doing. And it's... It's 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 just it's crazy, man. Be, our it's society wild. is so sick for so many different reasons. It 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 it's just nuts, dude. It feels like it's uh, it's unrecoverable. It's but at the same time, you know, it's the crazy thing to me is there's when I when Chris Hansen started this thing, I mean, how long ago was that? Fifteen years ago, about ten, fifteen years. ago? I think ago they started, started doing, doing those it? in like the nineties. Uh, was it that long ago? I think so. Yeah. The that made you think. Uh, all of these things, they had like a sting house, and all the all the stuff happened in like the same state. It was like Pennsylvania or something, and it was just like, it it, it never made you think like. Or Florida. Oh, this is happening around where I'm at. And it was just like, oh, I will ne- like, I'm never going to go to that city in Pennsylvania. There are hundreds of pedophiles there. That town is crazy messed up. No, they're literally but everywhere. Everywhere. It's, it's a pandemic everywhere. It's crazy. Yep, it's nuts. And good on these guys for trying to make a difference. Yes. You know, it, yeah, for it, sure. It, there's a part of and me the, that is I, I I always sometimes look at this through a lens of of cynicism, especially when it comes to the DAP guys, where it kind of just feels like they're trying to get famous a little bit. And yeah, they're yeah. So it, they're like it it, it kind of feels like virtue signaling sometimes how self righteous they are about when they're bullying these people and how how they're right and they're wrong, which they are. I mean, it's a pretty it's impossible to defend pedophiles. But right, there's yeah. a part of me that just feels like they're just trying to use this as a as a launch a launch a launching platform for some kind of you know influencing career. But right, as long I guess as long as they're catching pedophiles and at least at least exposing them to their communities, if not sending them to jail, that you know that's it's uh it's a victimless crime. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, it's 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 a uh, it's it's something really. If you if you want to if you want to get stuck in a rabbit hole. Yeah, there's the, uh, the three that I would recommend are the three that we've talked about. There's Dad, yep. Dads Against Predators. There's uh, Skeeter Gene. He's uh he's I think he's probably my favorite. And then there's yeah he's based uh, he's based out of Michigan. Yeah, both Dad and and, he, uh... and Skeeter Gene are based in Michigan. And then um, the other one is is Colorado Ped Patrol, and that guy's a lot more serious and a lot more legit. I think he's a lot more active. He posts a lot more videos. He catches a lot more guys, and he's yeah, a lot more guys go to jail with him than the other two. Yeah, he's, but, uh, he's like, a lot like better. Matt said, if you want to get if you want to get a good chuckle in, watch like the thirty through like a hundred catches from Dap, and uh, same with Skeeter. Like it's all all the Skeeters are. Dude, the jokes you... he puts in there are just. They're they're great. When when the pedophiles are caught and they know that they're caught, it's it's like they suddenly even if it's a fifty five year old man, they suddenly turn into a four year old, you know, with you know cookie dough all over his hand, trying to say that he didn't get into the cookie jar, you know. Right. It's just like that, and it's it's hilarious. <laughs> it's like you know they're they approach them and say, hey, are you Mike? And they they say, uh, who's asking? And it's like. Well, uh, who are you here to meet? And then he's like, no one. And then you see him pull out his phone and delete Grinder or something. And they're like, oh, what are you doing? Or they, they call him and they say, oh, who's, who's calling you? <laughs> and it's, it's, it's hilarious. It's, uh, they're so caught red-handed and watching them try to get out of it and justify it and come up with just random crap. It's hilarious. But also makes me lose faith in humanity a little bit. Yeah, right. <laughs> Like, I watch those constantly, but my wife can't, she doesn't want to watch them. I showed them to like, my mom. I don't mom. want to see this. I don't want to see these monsters. Like, the last thing I want to do is think about this when I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> I showed I showed them to my mom, and my mom loved them. She, oh, yeah? Uh, she, she she was addicted to it. She came she came down here to help me look for a new, new apartment for a weekend. And uh, we were just kind of hanging out in general, catching up. And, yeah, I showed her, I showed her, I showed her. Skeeter Jean and I showed her Dap, and she got addicted to it. We watched him for hours. Oh yeah, it can happen, man. It's great. Anyways, it's been about an hour and a half, so I feel like it's a good time. This has been a good yeah. return to form for us, I think. Uh, so things are going to be a little bit different going forward. Like I said, we're we're kind of restarting the number here. We're we're gonna I'm gonna call this episode one, and we're gonna start over from scratch. Uh. The podcast is being hosted on a different website now. It's it's being hosted on Anchor. So we're going to be at least on Spotify in the beginning until I figure out fully how this works, which I'm not going to fully understand until I post our first episode. But we're at least going to be on Spotify. We might be on uh, on iTunes and maybe other cover, a couple, a cover, a couple <laughs> other platforms as I kind of figure out how to do this. And uh, yeah, I think I'm I'm glad to be back. Are you glad to be back, Brody? Yeah, yeah, this was good. I I, had, I felt like old times. That yeah. was fun. Hopefully, uh, future episodes will be a little funnier because this uh, this this podcast is tagged under the comedy category. <laughs> 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 so hopefully, future episodes will will be a little funnier. I feel like we got kind of serious and nostalgic on this one, but that's okay. It's uh, it's fine. Freeform. It'll change. It's going to be different every week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I hope that uh, if you listen to this, I really appreciate you. 
tell your friends, and uh, maybe we can go somewhere with this that we didn't go the first three years that we did it, and, and <laughs> literally nothing happened. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see what happens. And yeah. uh, we'll see you guys next time. See you around, everyone. <laughs>